This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Excellent, Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Van joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country, Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, I guess, here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, broadcasting from the major mortgage man cave. Here's Jason Walker. Happy Friday. It is the Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, and we wrap up the week today. We will have predictions for high school. I was so wrong on Bozeman at Senior yesterday. Great uh, performance by Senior. It's a junior Bergen. I think he accounted for four touchdowns. He's in that nomination along with uh, Bozeman's Drew Johnson for uh, performance of the week. The Barch Twins had a nice uh, outing last night. On the volleyball court for a two-time defending state champ Capital. Um, they'll be in the running next week for performance of the week as well. Auto contest performance of the week. But uh, on this day in history coming up, and we're going to split it up a little bit. As you can tell from the hashtag above us, uh, it is 9-11. It is the 19th anniversary of the tragic events of September 11, 2001 as well as uh, September 11th, um, what year was that, 2013 with Benghazi. So uh, we will remember both today. Never forget. Uh, On the show today, we will also chat with Super Nanny. Yes, Super Nanny. Joe Frost will join us. And I want to get her thoughts on um, what what it's like to... For parents, for for uh, for students with the homeschool, with the in-person learning and the out-of-school learning and remote, I guess it's called. Uh, we'll get her thoughts on that as well. And uh, I got the I got the shades open today, and maybe I should close them. Looks a little whited out, but no, uh, well, maybe we'll leave them. It's beautiful out before the smoke rolls in this weekend. Is supposed to, but uh, had a nice day on the golf course today. Just did nine. Just did nine. We took the little one out and uh, had fun on the golf course today. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was a good one. So Joe Frost will join us, Super Nanny. Also, uh, Steve Bullock, the governor, finally did something, and we'll tell you what it was. And uh, what else we got? Um, we got predictions. Oh, there's more visiting stands updates. We're also, we got um, Skip Bayless uh, apologizes to Dak Prescott. We'll, we'll have that for you coming up as well. If you want to weigh in on your 9-11 memories, where were you uh, when the world stopped turning, to quote Alan Jackson's song, uh, you can weigh in on that if you would like. You can uh, tweet at Jay Walker Sports. You can text me. You can Facebook, uh, email as well, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com, and uh, share your memories. And uh, I feel like we we need to keep remembering. People for a lot of years now have said, eh, you know, it was almost two decades ago. It was a decade decade and a half ago, 15 years, you know, whatever. No, we need to never forget what happened on 9-11. Let's start with our daily COVID update. We have 124 new cases reported today. That's 8,785 uh, overall since March in the state of Montana, 6,795 6, recovered, 1,859 active, 142 currently in the hospital, and 131 total tests. Uh, deaths, they did uh, 1,300 total tests yesterday. So that is where we are at on the daily, uh, daily COVID update. So 
All right, uh, number wise, seven hundred thirty in Yellowstone County, two fifty seven Rosebud, one hundred eighteen Bighorn, one hundred twenty eight in Flathead, where Capital and Glacier play tonight, one hundred sixty two in Cascade, and fifty two in uh, um, Deer Lodge County, thirty nine in Silver Bowl, fifty six in, in Bozeman, Gallatin County. Just 10 in Lewis and Clark County, 40 in Missoula County, and 33 active cases up at Lake County. So, all right, that is our daily COVID update. You can watch the Jason Walker Show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. You can live uh, stream it there. You can, <clears throat> excuse me, you can listen on uh, Podbean, Network One Sports, and uh, wherever later when we upload it. You can listen to it again at jasonwalkershow.com. All right, so it is the 19th anniversary of 9-11. And I remember vividly where I was, my wife at the time, and our two little ones who are now old. Um, Let's see, they would have been three and one and a half. So three and a half and one and a half at the time for Faith and Bob. And uh, we were living in Great Falls. I was working at a radio station up there. And turned on the TV. We got up uh, somewhat early. Um, the wife at the time was heading to uh, her hometown of Livingston for the week with the kids. And it's uh, when I first saw it and then saw the towers fall. It immediately called my boss, uh, Mark Longy who was uh, the program director at the radio station we worked at. Many of you know Mark uh, that listened to this show. Uh, Great, great talent. Uh, Lots of different bands he's been in, but uh, now working in Manhattan. He started up a student radio station, which is really cool, although he hasn't asked me for any help. But anyway, I digress. I called Mark about 9 in the morning and said, Hey, um... What are we doing? He said, well, we just flipped it over to ABC News, our news affiliate national, and we just ran news all day. Uh, my shift was from 3 to 7 on the air. Obviously, that did not happen, but I did go in that afternoon and made a patriotic playlist and tried for hours to get a hold of my brother, Justin, who was in the Navy, and he was at his A school in uh, Norfolk, Virginia. He had just left Great Lakes, Illinois. He'd been in Virginia for a little bit and uh, tried forever to get a hold of him. But a lot of the phone lines on the East Coast obviously were down and uh, finally got a hold of him shortly after the president spoke, President uh, Bush. And he said it was crazy on base there at uh, Naval Base, Virginia, where they uh, were stationed. And obviously uh, no phone calls going out, no nothing coming in for a long time. They didn't. They were scrambling. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know if there were more planes on the way. You know, that whole East Coast, West Coast, everybody was feeling feeling nervous. But finally got a hold of him. And uh, so that was good. Listened to the president speak an amazing speech that night from the Oval Office. And if you watch any of the shows that talk about 9-11 and and the interviews they've done, you know, everybody said one thing. President Bush wanted to get back to Washington, D.C. as fast as possible. And we lived in Great Falls, as I mentioned. So there was talk that he was on his way to Great Falls, way out of the way of everything. Obviously, that didn't happen. But uh, played the patriotic playlist, went home that night, and did not sleep. Watched countless hours of the news. We had three channels at where we lived in Great Falls. Um, but just switching back and forth between you know the three networks, um, CBS, ABC, and NBC, and watching the coverage. 
And then uh, the next day you go in and you're just like, what are we, what do we do? You, and we just stayed with ABC News for a, a couple of days until we regrouped at the radio station and, uh, you know, tried to get back to normal. But I remember 9-12. And 19 years ago tomorrow was one of the best days when you look and you see the patriotism, the togetherness that this country had. It's like, why can't we get back to that? Now, I'm not saying I want another 9-11 to happen for all of us to be friends again. But what a display of, of love for this country on 9-12. But 9-11-2001 is it's our generation's I hate to compare it, but it's our generation's, where were you when Kennedy was shot? Where were you with Pearl Harbor? And we remember where we were on 9-11. And then, of course, you had Benghazi, which we'll talk about later. But this is not a great day in American history. But the patriotism afterwards was unbelievable. And then, of course, you think back to, what, 10 days later. Um, well, here, I'll play it for you. We have a video. You know, and remember, the sports world shut down. And which was, you know, absolutely crazy. But the first game back in New York, the Braves and the Mets, and this was really the home run for America, and it was uh, Mike Piazza, I believe, the bottom of the eighth inning, and uh, well, just watch and listen. Lopez wants it away, and it's hit deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run. Mike Piazza and the Mets lead three to two. Unbelievable. And that was uh, 10 days after the terrorist attacks. But uh, the home run that, that brought the country together, uh, Mike Piazza and the New York Mets, that was the first game played in New York since the terrorist attacks. And today, during the game, if you notice in the video, the, the, a lot of the Mets were wearing FDNY and, and police and, and you know the such, but... Today, and the Mets have fought this for a long time. On 9-11, they have requested always to wear the FDNY and the New York police hats and the Port Authority hats and the such. And they've always been denied by Major League Baseball. And Pete Alonso started a big coup last year. And the Mets tonight finally got permission from Major League Baseball to wear all of the uh, hats of the first responders um, from 9-11. So, anyway, uh, you can weigh in on your... Um, Memories, if you'd like, you can Facebook, you can remain anonymous, you can tweet, you can email, you can do whatever you want, if you would like, um, to share your memories of 9-11 and where you were, because it's a day that we need to never forget. And the way this country is right now is complete opposite of where we were a year ago, after 19 years ago, rather, after 9-11. So, there you go. All right. Um, we're going to lighten things up when we come back. We are going to chat with, well, Super Nanny is her name. Joe Frost. Uh, the new season of Super Nanny debuted last week. And uh, a couple of uh, episodes coming up next Tuesday we're going to talk about. But I also wanted to, uh, I also asked her, what should parents and students alike, children do uh, during this time of you know, remote learning, in-person learning, spending a lot of time together over the last five and a half, six months with uh, COVID. She'll answer that. She will also uh, talk about how to get pacifiers out of your children's mouths at two years old and how to get them out of your bed at two years old if they're still sleeping in your bed. 
We'll talk about that next when we come back. It is the Jason Walker Show here, presented by Capital Collision Center. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. September day Were you in the yard With your wife and children or Working on some stage in L.A. Did you stand there in shock At the sight of that black smoke Rising against that blue sky Did you shout out in anger With fear for your neighbor Or did you just sit down and cry Little Alan Jackson on... 9-11, New York, Washington, D.C., in a field in Pennsylvania, just outside Shanksville. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center, back inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, and uh, we'll continue to uh, share thoughts on 9-11, the 19th um, anniversary of the, that day here in American history. Um. Also coming up uh, on this day in history, besides 9-11, uh, there was some good things that happened. Also, uh, a couple of birthdays to celebrate, and the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco is on the way as well. We appreciate you joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. It, as always, we appreciate all of our uh, uh, fans, great uh, sponsors as well, and that includes Capital Collision Center, which is uh, unbelievable. July 2nd, I got into a wreck. I got T-boned. I was on my way to uh, the country club. I got T-boned, and a young girl blew through a stop sign going about 35, 40, and just smoked my truck. 
and everything on the entire right side needed replaced. That's uh, it was bad. So I took it to Capital Collision Center, and because I've been know, I've known about them since I moved to Helena, and I was not aware of. I knew they were great with customer service, but I didn't realize the relationships that were would become of it, and um, not just uh, here on the show, but personally. During the entire time that Capital Collision Center had my vehicle and was fixing it up, I got text messages to update me like, hey, here's where we're at. Here's what's next. Uh, constant text messages. I got phone calls. And uh, what, the, what the great thing was is I didn't have to deal with the insurance company. They did it all. They emailed the estimate. They did everything with uh, the young lady's insurance company. And took care of everything. It was out of my hands. They did it all. And they'll do it for you. If you need, if you've been in an accident, take your vehicle to Capital Collision Center. It, after all, it is the law that says you can take your vehicle anywhere. Um, it is Montana law. So go to Capital Collision Center. All right. On this uh, 9-11 anniversary, we're going to lighten it up a little bit today. We have, oh, I'm going to do, uh, do predictions as well coming up. I'll give you my... Uh, I missed last night on the uh, Bozeman senior game, but I did get, along with Nicole Ragoni, we both got Kansas City, right? They won 34-20 to 20, uh, over Houston. But it, <laughs> we both uh, got that one right. But I missed last night Bozeman. I picked the defending champs. Uh, but Kenneth Iden, the fourth, not out uh, playing. He's out for a while, it appears, with a, a leg injury, and uh, that could hurt the Hawks. But we're going to make predictions. We've got... Uh, uh, five games I'll uh, give you uh, coming up. Uh, Colin Coward calls it the Blazing Five. We, we should come up with a name for it. If you want to name my picks for the week, what they should be called, then uh, tweet me, Facebook me, let me know. All right. So got a chance earlier to chat with uh, Joe Frost. And many people know Joe Frost on the bull riding circuit. But he spells his name with an E. She spells her name J-O. He has an accent, but it's a cowboy accent from Utah. She has an accent from Britain. And if you've seen Super Nanny or any of her shows, she is fantastic dealing with uh, children. It's like Cesar, uh, Cesar Milano deals with dogs. Super Nanny Joe Frost deals with children. And she joins us now here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, Joe Frost uh, joining us, and uh, this is exciting because there's so much to talk about with you. Uh, obviously, the new show coming back out, Super Nanny, which debuted last week. We're going to chat about that. But uh, there's a lot to talk about, like I said, with quarantine and parents staying at home. How does that affect parents and children alike? Well, we know now, you know, it's most important for us to be taking care of our mental health and wellness at these times. You know, we're parenting in a pandemic that doesn't have an expiration date in this country. We're having to read between the lines um, and fact check um, with the scientists to make sure um, that we are listening to them. Um, there's a lot of voices in the mix, and not all of that advice, as we know, is, is brilliant. Um I think that you can't talk about families in this country without um, pointing out the importance of administration um, and its lack of in supporting and helping families in this crisis, in this global pandemic. Um, but I, I do feel that it's important for families to recognise what they can control. And we know one's going to be their vote, but we certainly know that within their family, what's going to be important um, is how they create that sanctuary. You know, the importance of juggling work and home and tag teaming and communicating with one another and setting up an infrastructure, you know, a framework of a, a daily routine that supports the needs for each and every one of the family members, you know, so that you can recognize that this is a marathon. Um, it's no sprint, that's for sure. Um, and we need to make sure that we can prioritize uh, the importance of, of good sleep to make better choices with what we eat to move, we really do need to move and get out as long as, you know, we're doing that safely um, because we cannot minimize and take our foot off the pedal 
with the circumstances that we're in right now. We are seeing, uh, you know, we're seeing cases, you know, spike up. Um, we've seen different states um, make different decisions. Um, and our first obligation and duty as family is to protect and to keep our family and children alive and safe, you know? Mm-hmm. The super nanny, Jill Frost, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. Um, with the parents and with the children, a lot of virtual learning, a lot of in-person learning, a lot of split, what was your advice or what is your advice to those parents and to those children that are dealing with uh, homeschooling for the first time or the combination of going to school in person and being at home? Um, I think it's important to uh, certainly explain what to what to expect, you know, for the children that are going back. And first and foremost, I have to say that, um, you know, with what I've been reading about, you know, schools being threatened to be defunded, I think as parents, you know, we have a choice and we have to make sure that those schools are safe, first and foremost, and that they are providing a protocol and safety measures um, that certainly we feel satisfied with as families. Um, and if that is the case, um, and we do see the safety measures in place, um, then we have to, you know, really recognise that this is an ongoing conversation. What to expect when the child is going to school. Make sure that we are supporting our child through those anxieties and our own. To be um, the cheerleader in a circumstance that can sometimes feel very uncomfortable um, for families because there's fear there. Um, and we can eliminate that by making sure that we are doing our best um, to take that away, you know, in making sure the safety measures are in place, having those conversations with our older children that are asking questions to validate their own feelings and experiences as they are going through this together and recognizing that um, your own energy and example has a big part to play in how you handle these conversations. Um, you know, a flexible routine, lowering your expectations and recognizing, um, you know, that we need to pace our week um, and come together, relying on friends and teachers to support us um, will certainly help us in the school arena uh, with those families that haven't made the decision for their children to, to go back to school. And for those that are at home, um, the same applies, you know, with respect to what that curriculum looks like because it will be a different format. As we know, kids are um, on the Zoom, online, distant learning, um, and then being asked to uh, do some of that work by themselves. The families can sit back at the table, create a space um, and a time that works for them to be able to do that and then check in online. Um, it's the, you know, it's the grind of it, the monotony of it. So, you know, it's important to balance the yin-yang of that circumstance. And that's when you all get out as a family or you take that walk, go for that bike ride, have moments of time where you can just chill and laugh and the kids watch something funny, you know, um, keep up the socialization with friends um, and other little children, even if, if it's for a walk at a safe distance, so that there are the small little nuances and new normals and rituals that can be created going into 2021. I have a two-year-old, and I need to ask you this. How do I get her to start sleeping in her own bed again and also get rid of that darn pacifier? <laughs> you and millions of other families. Uh, the first question I would ask you, first question I would ask you, is your two-year-old in a crib or in a bed? Uh, she's in a crib right now, but she sleeps in bed with okay. us at most of the time. Okay, um, so I've got two two techniques for what you would do with both. Um, so. When children are that young and they're still in their crib, the importance of teaching them how to self-soothe, knowing that you're there, I think is incredibly important to them. And most families find themselves pacifying, pacifying, and then they become the human pacifier. Child comes into the bed, so they don't know how to get the child back. Um, and my technique has successfully worked for over three decades um, called the controlled time crying technique, the CTCT technique. Um, it is not the further technique where you just let a baby cry, it is controlled time. So when you set up a good bedtime routine, you establish that there is this ritual before bedtime. First and foremost, that supports the child in recognizing what time of the day it is. And there's this beautiful connection 
that allows within the bedtime routine for a child to feel safe and secure because that is what they need to feel to be vulnerable at their most vulnerable period, right, when they're sleeping. So if we can create that with the bedtime routine, that's number one. Number two, the technique is to be able to, well, you'll see it on joefrost.com, so please um, go there for a family advice. But the technique allows us to space and double the time in which you go in to the child, not using eye contact, just, but just to gently shh as you come out. And the child recognizes that you are around, that you are there, um, and they learn to self-soothe. And as far as the, as far as the um, pacifier at this age, it is a good age to get rid um, of the pacifiers because, one, it will hinder speech because the child will start to talk around um, the pacifier. And also what we tend to see, and I say we as in professionals, is this kind of arching of the, the front upper jaw uh, where the patty has been positioned uh, for too many hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would say, um, what I would say um, is to wean the child off of using the pacifier during the day so it only becomes nighttime. Um, and you do that by literally not having it during the day, but you distract. Um, and you don't, you don't pacify with anything else, but you distract. So in the morning you leave them where they are in the bed, um, and your child should be going down for one nap um, which is a longer nap, uh, maybe mid-morning or afternoon, um, and then let the child use the pacifier then. Eventually, you will then move on to a place of removing the pacifier, and you can use your imagination. We're creating um, certainly the magic of, of, you know, of a fairy or a gnome or an elf collecting those um, and leaving a little gift. But normally, at that age, and, you know, so they're in between development-wise, cognitive, you know, as far as the capacity of understanding and taking two-step instructions um, and also being very vocal. So would you, would you say that your child is very vocal or they're, they're learning more words now? Oh, very, very vocal and very talkative. Right, okay, great. So then um, what I would do is just jump into the magic of weaning during the day and then when it comes to night time, uh, what you would do is you would leave it for like three days, wean during the day for three days, and then during the night time, during the bedtime routine, you would do this whole gamut of collecting the pacifiers and leaving them there for the special, magical, whatever it is, Eddie fairy, whatever it is. Um, and then in the morning, you leave like a little gift and some little things around to show the existence of it. You know, think two fairies, think Santa Claus, think magic. Will it stop the child from asking you the next day? Maybe not. Would it stop um, the child from saying, I want my pacifier or patty, patty? Um, probably not. But what you would have done as a parent is as a discipline to actually move forward and follow through and execute getting rid of them. Because at the age of after two years old, um, you'll only do more damage um, than good, right. you know. So if you can apply the technique, but also get rid of, um, you know, the patty. So do the technique first um, and then the patty afterwards. You know? Yep, Joe Frost. Yeah. Joe Frost joining us. I appreciate the advice. It's it's uh, fantastic. Uh, new episodes of Super Nanny on Tuesdays on Lifetime. How difficult was it to film this season because of the uh, pandemic? Um, it's all pre, all pre COVID. Oh, okay. So well, that's pre-COVID. good. So that's, we that's had good. we had no problems. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, it'll, it'll all be safety and measures. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> this whole season was pre COVID. Well, that's fantastic news. Um, what can we expect as yeah. fans this year? Um, a lot of education, some compelling, uh, really some compelling shows. It's a ride. I mean, you know, buckle up because there's tears, there's drama, there's there's resistance, um, and there's education in helping the families, uh, you know, children who voice how they feel, um, you know, which is incredibly powerful when children when children talk about how they're feeling in the circumstances. Uh, that they've asked me to come and help. Um, and overall, I hope it uplifts families because that's what it's there for, you know? Um, some families could say that it's entertaining as well as compelling and insightful and educational. Um, but most important, at this time, I hope it gives some families and, uh, the relief that they need and, and to uplift them whilst they're learning and watching and, and going through the emotions. Last night's show, I think we were all crying watching it, you know? 
Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, on Lifetime every uh, Tuesday. Um, talk about or tell me uh, what's coming up in the next uh, couple of episodes. Uh, you go to Pennsylvania and Texas with the Robertson family uh, in Texas. And, and this one's a different one because, uh, and it'll air next Tuesday, but uh, the Robertson's teen parents, four kids, um, dad's playing a lot of video games yeah. and mom hasn't not got a lot of help yet. So tell me about this family. Yeah, they're a young family, as you said, with kids, um, not a lot of experience. There's addiction with technology. Um, it has set a bad example for the kids who are now playing, um, on the, uh, video gaming, um, not just what they're playing, but how much they're spending time there. You know, um, there is, Certainly this power play push between mother, guess she has, to watching her children uh, run the gamut with not wanting to eat that food. And it psychologically um, leaves her in a space of, of needing that control and using food as the as the weapon. And, um, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a tough ride because, you know, the father was conflicted um, in this situation as well. And... Um, you know, the woman was put, his mother was definitely put, you know, through the ringer of, uh, you know, me challenging her to change those ways with the help that she wanted. I mean, it's looking at families, you know, and how they eat and uh, the behavior um, that comes from that. And the fact that children, you know, we have a, a very large percentage here of children, you know, who are overweight and obese and have stage 2 diabetes. And that was a concern for me. So how do we set the example? Um, of eating healthier um, and lowering that sugar and sodium intake um, and teaching our children, um, by example, to make better choices as they become adults in the world, you know. And that was, that was a, a really tough life for that family. So then next week, you know, we've got double, double trouble, you know, next week with these two episodes. It's going to be a ride. It really is for a lot of families. How emotional, as Super Nanny Joe Frost joins us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, each episode, how emotional is it for you? You know, I, I, I've watched a lot of, you know, Kitchen Nightmares and those families like Gordon Ramsay and then obviously Super Nanny. You feel that emotion, and I, I compare you to a little yeah. bit to Gordon because you, you truly do care about these families more than anything. Yeah, I do. I do care about the families, and, you know, um, for me, about providing these families with the education, you know, to do better. Um, but that, that can be met with resistance and it can be met with an emotional process and journey for these families that can be really heartfelt. And so personally, you feel for every family. You know, you feel for every child who just cries in front of you and, you know, um, doesn't know what to do with those feelings or to watch grown adults in such a vulnerable space you know, open up. That's a privilege to be in somebody's home where they trust you enough to feel safe, to be at their most vulnerable. Um, and that's how I see it. And it's important to be able to guide these families through professionally, but also to be able to cradle them at times when, you know, they're, they're going to need it. So it's the balance. And my expertise, um, you know, Touchwood continues to give me the insight to know exactly when to put my foot on the pedal and when to take it off. You know, my objective is to get this family in a better space um, than when they first met me. And my process is I see that very, very quickly. And then you see in the end what I saw in the beginning. Well, it is fantastic to chat with you. I can't wait for the news uh, episodes next week, Tuesday night, every Tuesday on Lifetime, Super Nanny. Joe Frost is uh, is awesome. Go to joefrost.com. Appreciate the time and uh, um, keep up the great work with the families and stay safe. Oh, thank you so much. And, you know, for any family that are looking for private consultation or, you know, virtual tours, please just go to the website, joefrost.com, and the information's all there. Great time uh, chatting with uh, Super Nanny, Joe Frost. Hope you learned something. Go to JoeFrost.com, and uh, yeah, there you go. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. That segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Now, I do want to clarify. So my two-year-old hasn't slept in bed with us since she was born. Um, she actually was doing really well uh, sleeping in her own bedroom for a long time, and then I got sick in July 
and the, it was just easier for my wife to take the little one and just have her in in our bed while I was in quarantine down in my son's room, um, which ended up being not well quarantine and then an extra couple of weeks because of the cough that would never go away. So anyway, wanted to clarify that. But get the pacifier out. That is our not that is our goal um, before before too long. If you miss anything, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com and uh, rewatch, re-listen, including um, any of our great guests this last week, Nick McCarville, uh, Flint Rasmussen, Nicole Ragoni, and uh, Super Frost, uh, Joe Frost Supernanny. So there you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, more 9-11. Also on this day in history coming up, and the walk-off presented by Cafe Zydeco. And Skip Bayless, his comments from yesterday will air them in its entirety just about a minute, about Dak Prescott and depression. He's idiotic. And then his apology today. Yeah, we'll play it next. Jason Walker Show, presented by Capital Collision Center. Coming right back. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today. Cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Greenwood for you here on the Jason Walker Show. 
we uh, remember and never forget 9-11, 19 years ago today. There is a great version of that uh, Lee Greenwood has just uh, put out with uh, members of the military singing as well. And if you get a chance to, to uh, catch it, I uh, to watch it, do. It's fantastic. Go to YouTube and uh, check it out. Um, all right. So before we discuss more uh, 9-11 memories, let's um, revisit yesterday with Skip Bayless. Now, you remember Skip yesterday was not very open or not very nice, I guess is the word, after Dak Prescott was very open about suffering from depression over the last few months, especially when COVID, and also uh, the death of his brother by suicide in April. If you missed it yesterday, here's Skip Bayless's comments on Undisputed. ...to feel free to go ahead and condemn me if you choose as cold-blooded and insensitive on this issue. I have deep compassion for clinical depression. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the quarterback of an NFL team, you know this as well as I, better than I do. It's the ultimate leadership position in sports. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. You are commanding an entire franchise. What's the roster now? Is it 53 still? 53, but yeah. I think they got like 15 practice squad guys. Okay. But, but you're commanding a uh-huh. lot of young men uh-huh. and some older men. And they're all looking to you to be their CEO, to be in charge of the football team. Because of all that, I don't have sympathy for him going public with, I got depressed. I suffered depression early in COVID to the point that I couldn't even go work out. Look, he's the quarterback of America's team. So that was... Skip Bayless yesterday on Undisputed. Now, we, uh, myself and Nicole Rigoni, lit him up. And today, at the end of the first hour, Skip was offered a chance to um, clarify, maybe apologize. Here's the apology. You be the judge. Before we go, yesterday, Skip, you spoke about Dak opening up about his depression. I did. I want to reiterate some points I made yesterday on the show about Dak Prescott and the depression he discussed. As I strongly stated, I have great compassion for anyone suffering clinical depression, which is very real. If you are suffering from any form of depression, please seek help. And this is the final point, one I'm told was misconstrued by many. The only DAC depression I addressed on yesterday's show was from an interview he taped with Graham Benzinger. DAC said that depression happened soon after the pandemic hit, early in the quarantine. I said yesterday that if DAC needed help for pandemic depression, he should have sought counseling then. And again... If you are suffering from any form of depression, please seek help. Um. Skip's apology from his bosses, not an apology and not acceptable. You can't you can't say you, you can't talk about mental health in the way that Skip Bayless did and expect not to get lit up on social media and from others. Uh, Des Bryant, who played with Dak and has had issues with Skip in the past, he lit Skip up on Twitter. Basically dropped a huge F-U, and he didn't, he spelled it out to Skip Bayless. And so many other athletes did. And if you missed it yesterday for the first time, Publicly, I talked about my depression that I've been suffering through for the last 18 months before I was let go. Um, weight loss, uh, I lost 30 pounds in two months, and I didn't change my diet, and I wasn't working out. Um, the anxiety and the depression, you know, I'm still on meds. I still talk to a therapist. I still need help. It's not fun Every day, there are huge ups, there are huge downs. And the downs 
are downs. And for anybody like Skip Bayless to say what he did yesterday and basically call Dak Prescott out for speaking out of his, about his depression is an ass. It's just not acceptable. And if anybody needs to reach out, I'm here for you. You can call me. We won't talk on the air. We can do that. We will obviously privately. But if you need, I am here. All right. Let's um, get to predictions. Well, before we do, this segment brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. And if you purchase anything at MarkLaRoePhotography.com from uh, Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery, Mark will give you 20% off if you mention the Jason Walker Show. If you book a family portrait package or senior portrait package or any portrait package, Mark will uh, give you a free 8x10 canvas or matte print. Mark does unbelievable work. And uh, we talk about the picture behind me. Um, all the time, but go check out his, his gallery, Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery, and uh, unbelievable. Mark is awesome. Uh, there are some updates. Visiting fans are going to be allowed in the stands. We talked about this yesterday for Yellowstone County and in Gallatin County, also in Flathead County. Also today it was announced they'll be allowed in Cascade County. That leaves... Helena, Butte, and Missoula, as of right now, is the only counties to not allow fans from visiting teams in the stands. And that includes tonight when Butte plays at Helena High. Glacier, or Capital parents going to Glacier are allowed. Butte parents coming 60 miles north on I-15 are not allowed uh, at Vigilante Stadium tonight. Which, by the way, on the sidelines... Coach Mike Van Deest, he uh, obviously with no season with Mary, University of Mary, he is uh, helping out volunteering with uh, Helena High. So he will be patrolling the sidelines for the Bengals tonight and helping out uh, Scott Evans and the staff over there. So there you go. Um, all right, predictions. Here we go. We'll start with that Helena High hosting Butte game. Bulldogs lost so much talent last year. Tommy Mallott at Montana State. Cam Moreno's gone. Um, Bengals returning a lot more. Caden Hewitt's back quarterback after a year of experience. Bengals win tonight 28-10. Capital up at Glacier. The Bruins beat the Wolfpack last year 48-33. However, Matt Burton is making his first start at quarterback. There are a lot of new starters for the Bruins on both sides of the ball. Glacier lost some guys too, but they got T.J. Allen coming back quarterback. He threw for 24 touchdown passes last year. Glacier wins 31-14. Townsend is at Big Timber tonight. Bulldogs rolled defending champ Eureka a week ago. Big Timber lost big to Red Lodge. Townsend gets their first conference win of the year behind Trey Hovland, 34-13. Jefferson is at Columbus. Jefferson lost a non-conference game at Whitehall last week. They'll play a conference Southern B game later in the year. Braden Morris looks to build on the first week. Columbus wins, though, 35-24. And Belgrade is at CMR tonight. Up at Memorial Stadium in Great Falls. Maybe my... It might be my favorite stadium. Naranchi's cool. But Memorial Stadium, I think, takes the cake for me. It's really close, though. Uh, but Belgrade is at CMR. The Panthers will get the first double-A win in school history, 24-17 tonight, okay? That are, uh, those are your predictions. So, Helena High, Glacier, and then Townsend, Columbus, and Belgrade are your winners tonight. All right, here we go. On this day in history, it is September the 11th, 2020. It is Hot Cross Bun Day. It is Make Your Bed Day. It is also Patriot Day and National Day of Service and Remembrance. On this date in 1918, Boston Red Sox beat the Chicago Cubs four games to two in the 15th World Series. They would not win the World Series again until 2004. 1927, Babe Ruth hit his 50th home run during his record 60 home run season, record setting. 1928, Ty Cobb, his last appearance, pops out against the Yankees. 1956, Yogi Berra ties the career record for home runs by a catcher. Then, 236, Johnny Bench broke it then Mike Piazza. 
1959, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore starter Jerry Walker, no relation, pitches all 16 innings as the Orioles beat the White Sox 1-0. Zach Wheeler of Philadelphia was announced last night is not going to pitch anytime soon because he tore a fingernail pulling on his pants. You heard me right. Zach Wheeler, former Met, now of Philadelphia, is not going to pitch anytime soon because he tore a fingernail, half of one, putting on his pants. Weak. Weak sauce. 1977, uh, the Atari 2600 came out. Originally known as the Atari Video Computer System, it revolutionized the video game industry. Like, it, we're not talking where we're talking video games today without the Atari of 1977. 1982, uh, Chris Everett wins her sixth and final U.S. title. 1985, on this date, Eric Shaw was pitching, Pete Rose was hitting, and Pete Rose with his 4,192nd hit surpassing Ty Cobb. The all-time hit king needs to be in the Hall of Fame. 1993, Steffi Groff won her 15th and uh, third U.S. title, but her 15th Grand Slam. 1994, Andre Agassi before he married Steffi Graf, would win his first U.S. title. 2005, Roger Federer retains his title, beating Agassi. It was Agassi's last appearance in the Grand Slam. Uh, happy birthday today, Paul Bear Bryant, the uh, great coach, was born in Morrow Bottom, Arkansas, on this date in 1913. Tom Landry, another fantastic coach, long-time coach of the Dallas Cowboys, 1960 to 1989, was born on this date in 1924. Johnny Unitas passed away on this date in 2002. And was it 2001? It would have been in October. It was uh, game three of the World Series. And since we are talking a lot about 9-11, the absolute greatest first pitch ever delivered in Major League Baseball history. Here you go. Ceremonial first pitch. And please welcome the President of the United States. Perfect strike wearing a Kevlar bulletproof vest. The greatest first pitch ever. Nobody will ever come close to it. That is the greatest pitch before 2001, after 2001. Nobody will ever come close. And take your politics and shove them where the sun don't shine because that was not a political moment. That was the greatest first pitch on the World Series in 2001. What was great was that Arizona went on to beat the Yankees in seven games. But aside from all of that, um, a great first pitch. All right, let's um, uh, do this here. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. Well, it was on this date in 2001 that uh, America changed. And we had terrorist attacks on our country, on our our soil. We had um, planes fly into the World Trade Center, North and South Tower, the Pentagon, and a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Speaking of which, there is a, uh, Earth, thanks to EarthCam, we have a live shot of uh, the Shanksville, Pennsylvania Memorial. And people at the base, President Trump spoke there earlier today. It is uh, also the 8th anniversary of Benghazi. And let's never forget those heroes who died on 9-11 eight years ago. 
And, you know, it, it's, it's a tough day. It's an absolute tough day. The walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco. They are reopening back up after a couple-of-week vacation on Monday. Stop by, get some beignets. Stop by, get some uh, fantastic fare. 2001, two passenger planes hijacked by al-Qaeda terrorists crashing in New York's World Trade Centers, causing the collapse of both and the deaths of 2,606. Also in 2001... Same day, terrorists hijack a passenger plane and crash into the Pentagon, causing the deaths of 125. 2001, an attempt by passengers and crew of United Airlines Flight 93 to retake control of their hijacked plane from terrorists causes the plane to crash in Pennsylvania, killing all 64 on board. The Pentagon was rededicated exactly one year after the attack, after repairs were completed. That was unbelievable as well. You can take your conspiracy theories and shove them right up your ass. And I won't apologize for that. It was a terrorist attack on our country, and we have not been the same since. Thank you to our first responders all across the country and all across the globe. And that includes our first responders now, our firefighters now, our police department now, everybody, our military There was a lot of tragedy that day, and we need to never forget 9-11, both Benghazi and America. I did want to leave you with, uh, did we show you, did we get to the, there's the live shot of Shanksville um, with people walking around, and thanks to EarthCam. Um. We'll be back on Monday. Jordan Hansen will join us. Jordy uh, put up some great comments today talking about visiting fans, talking about parents in general, and I agree with him 100%. We'll recap the weekend in high school football and volleyball and uh, other golf, uh, get you set. Well, plus, we'll do the auto concepts performance of the week. We've got a couple of leaders in the clubhouse uh, already, so there's got to be some hellacious performances this this weekend if you want to get involved in the performance of the week. We're going to leave you. If you want to follow anything, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com, reload, uh, rewatch, rewatch, uh, and re-listen, re-download, whatever. jasonwalkershow.com. Great guests this week. Nick McCarville, Flint Rasmussen, Super Nanny Joe Frost, Nicole Ragoni. Next week, Will Rasmussen will join us, Flint's brother. Uh, we'll talk PRCA Rodeo. We'll recap the PBR from this weekend uh, on our own Monday, by the way. Also, like I mentioned, Jordan Hansen and much more. Have yourself a fantastic weekend, and remember, never forget. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see your glory flying. There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army, we lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Falling under attack A mighty sucker punch Came flying in from somewhere In the back As soon as we could see clearly Through our big black eye Man we lit up your world Like the 4th of July Uncle Sam Put your name At the top of his list And the statue of liberty Started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly And it's gonna be Start a rain or bell and it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining.
This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Terrible sound. Put your name at the top of his list. And the statue of liberty started shaking her fist. And the eagle will fly. And it's gonna be hell. When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell. And it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down. You can't get in shape because you don't have an an hour to go do cardio every day. Well, nobody has time for that. I don't do an hour of cardio. I have never done an hour of cardio.